and welcome to the 30-year-old BoomerCast with Ooh. your hosts, Rob, Robert Lowe, Danny Redacted, and Daniel J. Heiser. Hello. Give him a round of applause, everybody. This is What's our first on? live episode. Do you have the soundboard? No. No, we don't need it. We have a live studio audience. Can't you hear it? Can't you hear the people? Can't you hear it? Uh, today we're talking about something that has Boomer in the title. Wow, how fitting, right? Well, it's kind of just a name for a genre that you made up. I didn't make it up. It's not made up. It is very controversial, I will say. If you look on you know, Reddit posts about it, there's always someone who's like, well, actually, boomers were born between 1946 and 19... Whatever. So calling Goldeneye a boomer shooter is very odd, considering that Gen X was, you know, there's always those people that don't understand yeah. how the term boomer works now. Yeah. And then there's also people who are like, like, fuck you for associating, like, my beloved doom with boomers. There's yeah, also I can see that. Uh, you know, it's a playful term, boomer shooter. It's not for everybody. So are you just claiming like all shooters made before 2004? No, like we were discussing before, I think the cutoff, I think Half-Life, which came out in 1998, was kind of like the swan song of boomer shooters. And it like birthed the modern shooter genre. And then like Rainbow Six came out in the same year. And then Halo came out in 2001, and then it was, like, over, you know? Then it was, like, nobody wanted to play classic-style shooters anymore. They kind of just died completely. Yeah, well, uh, they, they were pretty heavily saturated. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the term Doom clone, you know, this is very true. With genre in and of itself. Yeah. When we're talking about boomer shooters, we're talking about Doom clones, but we're also talking about I think the next phase after those games, you know, like Goldeneye and uh, Half-Life. Yeah. Kind of like proto-shooters. Like games or... where, because to me, to me, the boomer shooters are games where the movement is unrealistic. You move around all fast. Like the games are very predicated on movement. And you can hold all your weapons at the same time. And you usually can't aim down sights. That's sort of, those are sort of the main qualifiers. Uh, the level, the level design tends to be more labyrinthian versus like strictly linear. You know, yeah. uh, they're all about getting key cards, opening locked doors. Yeah, or doing this certain mission before you can do the next part of the mission. And fucking then Halo came out. And it was like, people were like, I don't want to play with you anymore kind of thing, you know? It was the yeah. graphics. They were mind-blowing. Well, the... you know, Bungie was just able to kind of see exactly the game that needed to get made and then make it made. And it really, you know, everything is going to be an evolution of the previous thing. Uh, you can say that there's a barrier between boomer shooter and modern shooter, but you know, it's always going to be very kind of a gray zone. And I think Halo, 
you know, a lot of any success, not just Halo, but a lot of any success is just like taking all the successful pieces of somebody else's work and just finding like a better way of putting them all together. And I think that's a lot of what Halo did. It was just like, yeah, this is the way that we should do this with the regenerating health and, you know, but the health packs are still there as like a throwback to kind of an older generation. But now you can only carry two weapons, which has a, uh, you know, forces you to make decisions and carries a slight like realism aspect to it. You're saying uh, it's better, but I don't agree. I Okay. But uh, yeah, I like, I'm, I like I'm just saying that like Halo is like an evolution as yeah. much as it is uh, a revolution. But a lot of people were turned off by it. Um, you know, there's those people who grew up with the boomer shooters and they kind of just pieced out when Halo came out. <laughs> yeah, I was never particularly interested in that kind of shooter. Um, I was I was very much always into the more modern kind of shooter, and shooters were always in a wonky place on like the PS1 generation and even the PS2 generation. Um, there there wasn't really like any solid formula nailed down. Modern Warfare hasn't come out yet, so there was no one single like this is just the best way to do a shooter and this is how everyone does shooters. So they all felt kind of like clunky. Um, yeah, and. That was never what I was into. Um, and then I think the first game that I played was um, a it was a recruiting. I don't know how <laughs> the army just gets to make a game, but it was uh, the first first shooter I played online multiplayer. I was really young, but like and it, it was ranked. So like somewhat competitively, I guess, was America's Army, where um, that was like. I don't know if you'd call that modern, but it was very much like, all right, you've got a gun and you can like maybe swap to another gun, but you have a kit that you start out with um, and you, you, you're limited to a specific amount of ammunition and, you know, whatever gun you have. Um, so it's, you know, it was very much a tactical kind of, uh, I guess in the, it's probably in a very similar vein to, um, rainbow six or whatever i'm more familiar with ghost recon but even ghost recon games something about them like felt kind of clunky um especially the first one you know before they got to like work out the kinks and become more of a modern shooter but then you yeah. see all these genres like when they become more modern shooters and they kind of like take the industry standard and then try to find some way to improve upon it um when they well, go... like it yeah because uh... they Go ahead. Okay. Well, I was going to say, um, when you see kind of what they've evolved into, uh, all you know, the ones that survived and like kind of went on from being those kind of like clunkier games into the more, um, more like modern, streamlined, kind of like more playable. I think playability is, is something that's really been a big part of modernization is like you want it all to be like smooth and, and um, feel very responsive. Versus you don't want it to be clunky where you're managing a, a bunch of inventory. Um, so a lot of a lot of games have gone kind of more ergonomic that way. But, you know, you'd also have to include as a modern shooter, not just stuff like, you know, Modern Warfare and its predecessors and its kind of successors. But you also got to look at like a whole new ev evolution of genres that came out of those modern games. Um, like stuff like Crisis and far cry 
for like a whole new you couldn't do something like far cry in a boomer shooter capacity i don't think like you have to have that more like weighty feel that somewhat realistic tone like yeah and that's a whole new genre of shooters that can't kind of kind of like come out of this like modern movement that's an evolution of that that i don't think really could have come around um in the quake era even stuff like uh pub like player player unknowns battlegrounds um that's kind of like uh, a much more modern shooter in a lot of sense but they kind of go back to the multiplayer online arena thing where like you're competing it's almost like a it almost is similar to quake in the sense that like it's just a a very you know quick and easy to play um multiplayer online kind of arena that you're going to be playing against these these other players online and then it's kind of a one and done thing i think um unlocking stuff leveling up unlocking new equipment and loadouts that's a very modern shooter thing yeah it sucks and i i don't know i particularly enjoy that because it gives you a sense of progression over time and it lets you like specialize into something that sucks it's just setting well, off your your lizard brain where it's like yeah, hey, get a new thing gotta equip new thing but if if the thing is is like if your boomer shooter has 15 guns but my modern shooter has maybe more than 15 guns but let's just say 15 guns but then each of those guns has like three or four different attachments that actually like change it up significantly suddenly nobody's equal well everyone has the opportunity to unlock stuff and to use things and everyone has the option to like specialize in their own little way well Um, you get you get blasted by some dude who's got way better equipment than you and you're like well i want that equipment so you're that's gonna be a, a balanced thing but i would say that like modern warfare is kind of my definition of like the the prototypical modern shooter and then everything is kind of an evolution of that very similar to how like gears of war kind of set the baseline for those those kind of third person action shooters um so i'm going off of like my ideal is kind of call of duty modern warfare and that was a very well balanced game where um there wasn't too much difference between like the guns and the equipment and such where one was the function too significantly differently than other ones so like they all operated on a consistent basis and they were all fairly equal. It was much more of a play style thing. Um, and yeah, you could have shitty balancing, which I suppose is true, but you know, in, in a quake game, you could also have one gun that's more powerful than the other. The only yeah, difference being the, the class of like shooters. More of a, well, you have to like memorize the map. You have to like, yeah. it's funny. This is the one topic where we're the boomers and you're not, <laughs> you're the modern guy. Well, that's like the meta of uh, <laughs> classic shooters like Quake is, uh, yeah, someone's trying to go for the the sniper rifle. Like, you know, someone's always trying to get that because that, that's yeah, what you even, want for the easy kills. Even Halo's like that, the, the older ones at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't played Halo 5, but I assume it's more modern in the customization kind of thing and unlocking shit. I don't know. I would just I, assume I, it is. I don't know. I don't think Halo has changed their formula that much. I've, I haven't mm. played, I don't know, four or five or whatever the new one is coming out. The last one I played was Reach, and that was still 
pretty similar although they did start to yeah. have like loadouts and stuff but it yeah was... halo really held on to a lot of like older principles that i don't think serve them well uh, i always wanted to be able to aim down a sight oh yeah in, in yeah. halo and like that one thing that you just couldn't have that for for the longest time i'm assuming they've implemented it at some point right uh there are sites at see. some point i've played halo 4 but i've not played halo 5 i can't remember if you can aim down sights honestly that game is fucking horrible and i i don't remember anything i don't really remember the mechanics because the game is so bad in general yikes uh, you probably can I, I don't remember uh yeah it's weird because i prefer like the older games but i also do like aiming down sights i i kind of hate when modern games don't have it it's kind of like what the fuck is this shit yeah it gives you that extra level of precision so yeah. you can make a more precise shot so that you can like feel good that you were skilled and made the shot versus like having to tape uh, a piece of tape with like a dot in the middle of your screen exactly where the uh, crosshair would be. Oh, the head scan? Yeah. Um... It's like a boomer shooter staple that the sniper rifle never has a crosshair. Like you have to aim down. The sometimes, sometimes it'll have a really obnoxious overlay where the game has to like load in the crosshair. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. it's not like it's not like you're looking into the sniper rifle. It's like it loads a new interface onto your screen <laughs> with like a super giant crosshair. I kind of think that's funny, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of that older stuff is kind of limitations of the technology. I I wanted to bring up like the that awkward period like the ps1 ps2 uh how like shooters on consoles just the controls were fucking atrocious and it's like it's mind-boggling to me how long it took them to like realize that like you need to use two sticks yeah even yeah. like the triggers even consoles, are triggers yeah even. or just like because like the ps2 it had the two triggers and then I, I I recently went back to play Time Splitters two because I wanted to play Time Splitters two. Yeah. And then I start playing the game and it controls like fucking Goldeneye yeah. and I'm like, what the fuck is this I'm, shit? Like, why can't I use the, twin it's, sticks? It's the perfect example. Like, great game, but yeah, trying to go play one or two, it's like, oh shit. Like, yeah, this, I would this say sucks. I've I've heard really good things about Time Splitters over the years, but um... well something about it is just like it doesn't this you know i get that there's a really good game and it's very stylish and it's just cool but there's just something about the way it plays that just had that boomer shooter vibe to it where it was otherwise a very modern game and i feel like that was kind of holding it back in a lot of ways yeah well thankfully now you can you can play them on a ps2 emulator and people have made mods where you can do mouse and keyboard yeah, that's uh, which the, sort of I, solves the problem there. That's that's the ideal way to play those ones is emulate yeah. them and do the mouse and keyboard. Even trick. like Met Metroid Prime, the Metroid Prime games are are better that way too. Um, mouse and keyboard. I mean, this was an episode we were thinking about before controllers. Yeah, was mouse and keyboard. But I do think mouse and keyboard is, if you have the option to play that way, that's usually the way to go. And I, do, I mean, for shooters, you, yeah, you could kind of do a boomer shooter with a controller, but it's really the kind of thing where you want to be side strafing with uh, A and D on your keyboard mm -hmm. and then pressing yeah, and your space bar to jump 
and then having precise, you know, visual movement with your mouse, that's not really something you can pull off on a controller as easily, no matter how yeah. ergonomic you try to make it. And you can you can customize the speed of your mouse, you know, uh, your like mouse acceleration. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, another another fucking thing that grinds my gears about games from that era. You know, like mo like modern shooters on consoles. You know how controllers still have a D pad, but you like never use the D pad. Yeah. Uh, like on modern shooters, uh, they'll have the D pad be a, a quick select for like four guns, right, or four items. And it's like, why didn't anybody think to do that for so long? Like, I I, I was replaying Resident Evil Four recently, and it's like, why the fuck do I have to pause every time I go to a gun? Why can't I just use the D pad? Like, why did they not think to do that? I mean, yeah, like I that seems so simple. Wasn't Gears the first one to do that? I think. I don't know, but it just Gears seems like how the fuck did it take you guys so long to think to do that? Like the D pad's just sitting there unused <laughs> for like ten years of gaming. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you you could use it to quick select. I feel like gun. yeah, for a long time they just forgot that the D pad was even there, and they just kept including it because you couldn't take it away, or else people would bitch. But what I what I under what I get is like. That was the D-pad before the DualShock. And then when they came out with the DualShock, not every game was compatible with the DualShock. So you had to have the D-pad as well. So yeah, I'm for, talking about like PS2 era. Yeah, all. but for the life of the PS1, you had that like, you needed both of them. And yeah. that just became a, a generational thing. Like, why would I remove four buttons from my controller? Even if developers don't really use them too much, it's better to like have the four buttons than not have them. I yeah, think we found N64, out that it is better to have it and to use it. Yeah, I think that's ultimately why it, you know, it was a better design choice to leave it on. Yeah. And then leave it up to the developers. I think though, with the N64, Nintendo really set the precedent of like, because that thing you, you have to have a third hand in order to actually use it. So I think that's one step beyond even, you know, the PS1, where it's just like Nintendo set the precedent for having just a useless fucking D-pad. And like not doing anything about it and not incorporating yeah. <laughs> it. I think so much worse than the PS1 or the PS2, you know, that N64 is like. But Nintendo also, you know. Goldeneye, dude. Like, yeah, they had some hits on there. And like Nintendo was a successful company. So it's not like. Well, that you, you had to like put up with the controller. Like, yeah. You had to put up with it because that was the console for shooters. Like it just dunked on the ps1 like well, also you, and perfect dark we had never played anything that was better so we just assumed like yeah this is how a shooter is played at least i didn't like yeah unless you were I, a pc gamer also yeah because i played goldeneye was definitely my first shooter i think yeah same so it was like well this is how it's played and as a kid i never thought like this is weird or uncomfortable it was just these are the goldeneye controls it's not until later that you played stuff that controls better that you go back to that and it's like oh this is totally awful like i not too later after playing golden and i i got into counter-strike and i loved counter-strike and yeah i that i started to lean towards like pc shooters like that more yeah would you say counter-strike i'd say that's kind of like a defining line between boomer shooter and, and modern shooter and that it's still yeah. it's still very jumpy. You can still bunny hop. It's very movement. Still, it's still yeah, yeah advanced a lot of movement. Weird like, advanced coming movement. on with a kit and like one gun and limited ammo. 
Yeah. Well, if if we're counting Half Life as a boomer shooter, then I think Counter Strike has to count as a boomer shooter as well. At least the but first one. Strike is an even more modern evolution of the the Source engine and the stuff that was built upon. In, in well, the Half-Life. first one wasn't Source. Source is the remake of the first one. Old Source is the first one. I thought their engine was called something different. The original Half Life engine. Weren't they? Uh, didn't they use ID Tech or something? Like they didn't have their own engine, I don't think. Oh, Gold Gold SRC was what it yeah, was called. Yeah, Gold Source. Gold Source, yeah. Uh. Okay, my well, my other. I don't know. I, I'm I'm torn on whether Half Life is <laughs> counts as either. It it really does. It fits perfectly into into both. It's very it, Half Life is very much its own thing, so it's kind of like does. Well, it... I fit into one of these categories or did Half-Life yeah. kind of determine some of these it's, categories? It's the bridge. It's gameplay wise. It's purely a boomer shooter, but it was like the first shooter to have like an actual story, like an expansive story. Um, Like modern shooters have. Hey man, Doom is deep. <laughs> Doom is Doom, deep. It's I like, mean... but back then you had to like read the manual to know what the story was. Like the game would just start. You know, it would expect that you like read the instruction booklet and it would have like a little paragraph about, you know, the setup or whatever. <laughs> like Doom, I don't I don't think there's any text on the screen in Doom until like the end of like the first episode. You like there's no context at all in yeah. game. I mean you press start and you're in the first level and then yeah, yeah, you don't get anything until you're going to the next episode is when like there is a story there, but like you kinda have to like read read about it, you know. It's not like What's the word for that? It's like a meta text, um, not meta textual. You know, like that that thing where people are like, to enjoy the Star Wars movie, you have to have read the books. Paratextual is that is that the word? Sounds about right. Right. Um. Oh, I I have one more console shooter pet peeve from that era, and I think it's the most important one. And I don't know, I don't know if it was a if it was like a hardware limitation or if they genuinely thought it was a good idea, but like. You know how in a game like Goldeneye and even up to Metroid Prime, uh, there there is no aim down sights, but you can like hold L and like focus your aim, right? And like it gives you sort of yeah. a more controlled aim. But they would have it so that it would snap, snap to point. You know, like if you let go of the stick, it would like snap to the center of the screen, your aim. And it's like, why the fuck would anyone ever want that? It makes it like impossible to precisely aim because you can't like let off the stick and even the slightest because it'll snap back. It's like, yeah, what the fuck gross. were they thinking? Like all the way up to Time Splitters 2, you had that shit, the stupid snapback shit. And it's like, is that the only way they could program it? Because I can't see anyone like wanting that, you know? Why the fuck would you want that? It doesn't make any sense to me. I entirely agree. Yeah, that, it's Which weird. Which is why aim down sight is awesome. Well, it I'd is. rather just... I don't know. I, I don't particularly like aim down sights either. I I like boomer shooters or where it's just you have where you're aiming and that's it. Well, the thing about aiming down sights is it limits your movement because you're, you're, you're focused. Yeah, I don't ever want to stop. Um, where the the point of most boomer shooters is you never want to stop moving. Yeah, I think that's um, kind of. Well, how would you define? Um, it's not a first-person shooter, but how would you define 
um, squid, the squid shooter. Splatoon? Yeah. Splatoon. <laughs> it's a third person shooter. Third yeah. person Is that more boomer or modern? Because it's uh, arena, but you do have loadouts and. I mean, it's really kind of its own thing. It's, it's modern. It's like Gears of War for kids. Splatoon is fun if you never played it. It's pretty. It's it's very deep and it's it's hard to master. I try to get in, into it every couple of months, but it's I I can't wrap my head around gyro controls like, and you have to use the gyro like if you use just the thumbsticks like you're just it's like yeah. trying to beat console. It's like console trying to beat PC mouse and keyboard like it's not going to work. Well, you just brought up something that I really don't like about modern shooters is that like if you try to get into a multiplayer shooter and it's been out for like more than six months, <laughs> you're just there's just you, you're never going to pick it up. Like people are just so much better than you already. And it's just like impossible. Yeah, I feel like, like I, tri- I, I, I tried to get into Titanfall, too, because I really like the campaign. It was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, there's just no way I can ever get <laughs> into this. It's just too late. I think that's a it's a multiplayer problem, though. Like any game is like that, where if you're not in on the ground floor on opening day uh... or within the first couple months, it's kind of hard like... to with the simpler it. games it's a little it's a little more doable especially something like goldeneye where it's like more arcadey i feel like you could pick that up a little easier quake was like the first shooter that was like that where it was like yeah everyone's bunny hopping and if you don't know how to do that you're just kind of fucked well like uh, it hasn't changed fundamentally in 20 years so you're dealing <laughs> yeah. with 20 20 years of people people's muscle memory so it's going to be really hard, and there's not enough of a player base that's new that yeah. where it's, it's balanced. Like you're just kind of <laughs> out of your league. I have that problem with the Master Chief Collection because it's like I didn't grow up with this shit, man. <laughs> you guys have been playing this shit for 20 years. I don't have a chance. <laughs> I don't know. Halo's. I think Halo's on the more arcadey side. You can yeah. get, be- get better at Halo, but you still got to like... memorize the map though, and you still got to know the meta because it's like. Halo is really bad with balance. It's like some guns are completely worthless. Hmm. Like just completely worthless. Like the assault rifle. Uh, and it's yeah. like you have to, you have to like learn there are like three usable weapons like if you want to have a yeah. chance. Dude, BR always go that go for BR. Oh, the plasma pistol plus BR combo. Yeah. Get rid of the shield and then battle rifle the head the head. That or just sniper rifle, which is just like an automatic <laughs> one-hit kill if you get a headshot. That's true of most games. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I tried doing Halo on Legendary, and I, I was trying to chug my way on through it, and I I could not. I I always figured rough. Legendary because I I did a veteran on um, Modern Warfare, and I even did um, Mile High Club on veteran, and I made sure to like max gamer point that game uh <laughs> but that includes the difficulty so i mean and heroic is pretty doable i've played through halo on heroic so my thinking was always like all right well legendary it's gonna be tough but it's not gonna be damn near impossible but it, it they really do kind of set it up in a way where it's damn near impossible unless yeah you know those exact combinations and you know yeah everything because uh, you can go through on heroic with the assault rifle and like that you can do that but just that's not something you can do on legendary um so that was kind of a big brick wall that i ran into yeah playing a legendary or these hard modes for a lot of shooters just feels like you have to just 
hide behind a wall and like wait it's just too much i don't have the patience <laughs> for it yeah i i i played gears one on insane or whatever the highest difficulty was and it's it was more of like a clout thing than a fun thing <laughs> like i wanted to be the first person in my friend group to like beat it solo yeah. on insane uh but it is like you really have to understand the meta it's like oh you have to have the the torque bow you know for the last boss fight otherwise you're fucked you know you have to remember to pick it up there's just so many little things like that where it's like there's really one way because that's the whole fun about shooters is it's sort of a sandbox it's like you have all these different weapons you can complete the task you know a myriad of different ways with different weapons but when you play on the highest difficulty it does become this thing of like there is one way to get past this yeah you have to do this one it's like that's not as fun to me I get why people do it, but yeah, like Daniel's saying, like, fuck Legendary on Halo. That's just not fun <laughs> to me. That's just yeah. a clout thing. You gotta get all, you gotta platinum these games. That just got uh, me th th thinking about, like, I used to love getting achievements in the 360 era. Oh, yeah, me too. Raising my gamer score, but, like, it was like as soon as PlayStation adopted it and then Steam, like, I just stopped caring. And I, I really wonder why. I mean, this isn't a topic, but I've always just wondered like too many why... achievements everywhere. It's like demeaned achievements as a as like a thing the industry uses. Well, it also became like a, an in joke to make like a ridiculous achievement. You know, like everyone yeah, wanted yeah. to make make a stupid hard achievement that you would never be able to get, and it's just well, like, like Gary's mod. Play uh, with Gary. Oh, fuck you! He doesn't play it anymore. <laughs> you just can't get it. Yeah, that kind of shit. That drives people crazy, too. Like, Achievement Hunters will just not even start a game like Gary's Mod. They'll play it on another account because they know they can't platinum it, you know? Because it shows up on your, like, percentage, you know, of games you platinum and games you didn't. And to me, that's like... I know that's not the topic, but it's like, are you even enjoying games at that point where it's like, I have to play these games on my other account because the Platinums are too hard to get? Where it's like... Yeah, I don't Just get play this, the fucking games. This man. obsession with having a neat gamer profile—it's just lizard brain shit, you know. It's it's like the same part of your brain that gambling appeals to. You know, <laughs> the whole industry's fucked. That's why I like my fucking boomer shooters, man. You know, <laughs> deal with all this fucking microtransactions and fucking DLC and fucking gambling and fucking grinding and leveling up and cosmetics and collectibles. It's like. I just want to play Doom, you know? You just, you turn it on and you play it. The fucking N64, I know I brought this up on the N64 episode, but it's like, N64, you just switch it on and the game fucking starts, like, automatically. Okay, There's but no so fucking play, dashboard. PlayStation 2, and, I mean, you turn it on, the game starts. But it takes longer. It did <laughs> oh, at least still start, you, but it takes you've longer. Got the, you've got the loading times, but yeah, we had the game, so... But I, rem I remember just like hating dashboards when that became a thing on the 360 because it's like I don't use 90% of it. <laughs> well, you know, I love the original dashboard and I think that's just nostalgia, but yeah, for some reason it's just like just so comfy to me. I can't even explain why. And then they <laughs> well, <upped> it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's just that era of gaming was just different. Do you remember but, that you could you could leave and anyone could leave you like a voice message, and there were yeah. there was just no like hate speech like 
and then like like fucking incels would like message girls and like ask them on dates and stuff after playing with them. It just made it so that if you were a woman, you could just like not play with Mike, you know, because <laughs> fucking anybody could just send you a message or a fucking voicemail. And people would people would send each other like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you ever do that again. You know, I'm going to find you like voicemails. And stuff. <laughs> I know like, where you live, like, bitch. <laughs> like incriminating like criminal things if they had been like policed back then. You know, it's just a fucking wild. I don't West, know. Man. Yeah, I love wild. it. I miss it. It's so much. It was it so was much nuts. fun. And now you get banned because <laughs> you say you say, oh, you know what you say. Yeah, like I was saying earlier, like these Dragon Age videos are getting demonetized and getting strikes for pronouncing the name of the the race in the game that that's spelled Q U N, you know, but it's spelled it's it's pronounced how you think it's pronounced, and that gets people fucking banned. Yeah, or people report you because you're like playing the game wrong. Oh, playing it wrong. Yeah, that's a thing with like League of Legends and Overwatch. Yeah, I hate that shit. Like, fuck all those kind of games yeah well it's not the game's fault it's fucking people's fault you know yeah well these people they just get us so obsessed and yeah like it's not even fun for them anymore it's it's like a job yeah i'm not trying to have another job you know that's that's not why i play <laughs> games these these fucking games man it's like you gotta grind you gotta like some of these games it's like oh i gotta leave the game on overnight so that i can grind gold or whatever and it's like you know you have an addiction, right? Like that's not that's not how a, a fun is supposed to be. You shouldn't have to like leave your game on overnight. Well, you if know. you find the right game, it's fun. Are you saying that I shouldn't be capturing all the territories in San Andreas and farming the money? That's that's a little different. You're telling me I'm not allowed to do that. I I do that with like RPGs and stuff, but there's definitely a line, and especially with where there's money involved, you know, uh, like how how the modern Assassin's Creed games, you can like pay money to not play them, you know. <laughs> to me, that's just like it's like they make the game bad intentionally so that you'll pay money to like skip parts of it, <laughs> and it's like why don't you just make the game good and then people won't have to pay to not play it. No why? Like nobody's gonna nobody would pay to like not play Doom, well, you know. People are clearly still play, paying to play Assassin's Creed and paying not to play it, so I don't know, I think I think they're doing they they must be doing something right that people like to uh, download the final uh ending movie for ten dollars. Just watch it. Just watch stream I don't even play games anymore, I just watch streamers. <laughs> yeah. I just I I type in i just type in emojis on on people's twitch streams i just spam uh pog face yeah i spam while i watch pog. somebody else i i spam monka s i spam uh um tr try hard what are some other twitch emojis uh pepes just like yeah. eight pepes in a row and then there will always be Somebody who like types it in wrong and it'll be like spelled out, you know, like Pepe face, Pepe face, like eight times, you know. Uh, residents, <laughs> res resident sleeper. That's the one where the guy is sleeping. That's my. That's the. That's the best emoji. Uh, I I have a friend, uh, Ariel's cousin Taylor. Uh, he he exclusively watches people play modern games. But that's because he doesn't have like a PC or a console. You know, that's just sort of his only way to experience these games, which is kind of sad.
but <laughs> it's at least like eh, that's excusable, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't get it. I'm such a this is the most boomer I've ever been. Like on any topic, I'm this is the one that I'm the most boomer for. I just want to go back. Yeah, you just want a time machine to go back when you're six years old. Playing Goldeneye, yeah. I don't, how old was I when Goldeneye came out? Uh, I could have played Doom when I was like three or four because my brother had the Super Nintendo port, and the cartridge yeah. was red, and it was so cool looking because it was red, and all the you know all the other cartridges were gray, and I would always like, gravitate towards it, not knowing what it is, but. I would. I don't think I knew how to play it. Like I would always like start it up in the first level, but the controls were weird, so I'd always just quit. Yeah. yeah. Remember when they would make cartridges different colors? Hell yeah, yeah it was fucking awesome. And it's like, what what's up with like the ninety five percent of games that like, or the ninety nine percent of games that had just like boring gray cartridges? Why the fuck would you ever let your game's like, cartridge be like gray? Probably cheaper, right? Yeah, it probably costs more money to paint it. Oh, no doubt about it, but it's like you just use a different color plastic and it, it might cost more, but like, dude, yeah, you're right. Kids are going to play that game. Look at that thing. That's bright red. I know. I was like, dude, this it's, it must be special because it's fucking bright red. Bro, and of course you got to bring up the yellow DK sixty four cart. Oh yeah, fucking iconic. It's the color of a banana. Like, I'm gonna play that. You know, N sixty four would have been perfect, <laughs> perfect for that because you had all those different controllers and the, yeah, yeah, the colored controllers too. Colored well, I had the fucking I had the black console and the gr two gray controllers, so I missed out on the fun. Yeah, colors. I only had gray and green. It's I know like there living like a, in the Soviet state. Where you only <laughs> yeah. have gray controllers. There was like a sick ass, like a Pikachu one, and yeah, the Pikachu uh, one. Was cool. They had all these special edition ones that came in bundles and stuff. I think there was like a Spider Man red one. And I was always jealous of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Say what you will about the N sixty four controller, but they had some. They had the badass colors at least. The controller itself sucked, but <laughs> <laughs> at least they had cool colors. I had yeah, a, I was uh, I was fucking six years old when I was started playing Goldeneye. Good shit. Oh, what's up with uh, you? You know how uh, a lot of games on the N sixty four they would be called you know something sixty four, right? Yeah. Uh, and a lot of games would be they would like port a game to the N sixty four, like Quake, and they called it Quake sixty four, right? But then they made a yep. new Doom game that was exclusive to the N sixty four. But they called it Doom 64, and it sold really poorly because I think it confused people. They just thought it was a port of Doom. That's what I thought. I thought that for like 20 years. Mm. I did not know that Doom 64 was an original game. I thought it was a port of Doom. And it's like, what a what a blunder, you know? Because apparently that yeah. game's really good, and it like just did not get... Yeah, it's great. The following, I, <laughs> yeah, I had it, and yeah, I knew it was it was different, but yeah, no one ever talked about it. Only the true diehard fans were like, "Yeah, this was the real Doom Three, not you know yeah. Doom Three we got." But I'm glad it got a lot of it got re released, and now everyone is finally playing, be able to play it because I always thought it was really cool 
And the soundtrack in that game is awesome because it's all this like really dark industrial ambient kind of noise. It's not metal at all. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah, I have it on on the PC. And they also they they released it for five dollars, which is like super cool. You know, if it was Nintendo, it would have been sixty dollars. But Bethesda's like, yeah, five dollars for Doom 64. That's fair. (laughs) That's the way to do it. That's a good way to maintain your IP over time. They're still making $5 off of a, a game they made 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, and like Doom 1 and 2 are always like a couple bucks every time there's a sale. Yeah, Doom, Doom is on ever anything ever with a processor. <laughs> <laughs> it's because the code is so clean. I don't know anything about coding, but I know it's like it's like a work of art. It's I mean, like the mother, Mona Lisa of code. Motherfucking John Carmack, dude. Genius. Yeah. That whole team, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's funny how, like, there was no there was no Steam, obviously. And even, like, stores didn't carry PC games. Like, if you wanted Doom, you had to, like, mail them a check, and then they would, like, mail you the game, you know? <laughs> it's just so fucking weird. You had to, you really had to go out of your way to play PC games. It's crazy that it was as popular as it was. Like, given that yeah. that's how you had to play. Like, I know they they would give away episode one for free. That was kind of the yeah the, the way they released these games. Yeah, and it's like, hey, if you want to play the rest of the game, you know, mail us a check or whatever. Well, a lot of a lot of life back then too was just if you wanted to order something, you might still order it out of the Sears catalog. And yeah. so you would like call up Sears and, and it would go the same way. So it wasn't, it's outdated now, but it wasn't too unusual at the time. Uh, you could probably do this. You could probably get records that way too. Oh yeah, definitely. You might guess. There's that whole bit in a, a serious man where uh, his son like signs up for this like record a month program or something. And they keep calling because like the payments lapsed and he's like, I didn't order like fucking monthly jazz records. Leave me alone. That's a, that's a good movie. Now, if I have to make a call, it's like a whole, like my whole day is ruined. (laughs) It's like, I gotta like, I gotta fucking meditate on it for to take 10 minutes just to sit down and like prepare myself to dial a phone number. It's the worst. It's like, can I just go in in person that used to be my thing. I would just go in in person and make appointments. But then when COVID happens, it's like, no, you got to call. Like, God, <laughs> I just I stopped going to my therapist because of that, because I didn't want to call to make an appointment. Damn, <laughs> I've been going <laughs> I've been going to therapy every month for years and I stopped because of COVID, but only because I had to call to make an appointment. and I just didn't. You, know? you don't have like a, an appointment at the same time every week or whatever uh sort of but it's still like you still have to go through the appointment people to make the appointment oh what the hell because it's kaiser it's not private it's sort of like an equal opportunity kind of thing so i remember my last appointment she's like oh yeah i remember to call to make your next appointment and i'm like yeah i'll definitely do that and then yeah i never did (laughs) that was over a year ago she's probably worried about you she probably thinks you got covid i don't yeah i don't know i mean what are you going to do? <laughs> Once I'm able to go in and make an appointment again, I'll do it. You're like, Rob, where have you been all this time? I mean, they know I have a phobia of phone calls, you know. 
I'll straight up just not answer a call and then not call. I won't even check the voicemail for like a week. I'll be too afraid to check the voicemail, you oh know? Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I hate checking the voicemail. It's because I... When you, when you think it's a spam and then you see the yeah, voicemail exactly. there, you're like, oh, God, <laughs> what like, is it? Spammers and debt collectors have just ruined me because I, I, I owed a lot of money at one point and I would get calls for it. And that's when the phobia started. I, I just stopped answering phone calls and checking my voicemail. Uh, and that, that fear has just never gone away, you know? <laughs> it's I remember my uh, my my psychologist, uh, when, when I went to, like, refill my medication, they, like, called me and they were like, oh, you know, we want to do, like, a follow-up. It's been, like, a year. We just want to check to see how you're doing before we refill your prescription. And then I just never called back. Uh, and they eventually just filled my prescription anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i did that like three times and i thought i could get away with it forever but eventually they were like all right this time we're not gonna refill it like you actually have to call so i finally did it but i thought i could get away with it forever you know i'll just not call <laughs> yeah i Fuck mean it. i'll put it off but if i have to do it i have to do it i mean uh, it, once i do it it's easy but it's just the build up in my head is like the worst yeah especially I when it's something important if you just put in the phone number and you just like force yourself to call it as soon as it yeah. starts calling you got to go into like all right now i actually have i'm calling them on the phone right in front of me how the fuck do i deal with this and you yeah. just kind of like yeah. throw you yourself gotta, into yeah you it. have to put yourself into it or else you're just gonna keep putting it off and then you're just like all right all right all right let me deal with this person Especially like, when let me get this over with as, as quickly as I can. And then you have everything you're going to say in your head, but then they you get blindsided by a question. You're like, you're... oh, hello, yeah, I would like the product, please. <laughs> and now. then they're like, what? <laughs> like, uh... so like, sir, this is Jack in the Box. I well, feel like... <laughs> I feel like more modern games also lend themselves to have much better storylines. Hey, what kind of segue was that? You got a segue when you're changing topics, man. Yeah, that was an F on the segue scale. I wasn't, I was sorry, I wasn't trying to impress you with my segue. I was trying to keep this conversation pertinent. Pertinent. Yeah, okay, well, we're, we're talking about video games here, so. Yeah. Fine. Let's get back on the, on the road. Um, yeah, I feel like more modern games, it's hard to have a shooter with, a more serious story while you know you're still just a simple ass boomer shooter like duke nukem forever you know that was that was a chance for boomer shooters to like come back and but that didn't happen uh did you hear that um uh <laughs> there was there was one one or two like kind of kung fu based boomer shooters that had like asian well there's, there's uh you're thinking had, like, of a, shadow warrior yeah, Shadow oh, yeah, Warrior. Oh, yeah, 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 Shadow Warrior. That's almost exactly what you were talking about. Yeah, you sounded like whatever his name is from Shadow Warrior. Yeah, uh, name me a boomer shooter that is. I mean, Doom 2016 probably has, like, the most in-depth, um, you know, kind of story for a boomer shooter, right? But even that... Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, yeah, they weren't really about the story. They were just about the gameplay. Well, that's, the, that's one of the mistakes of Eternal, is that they focus too much on the story. Yeah, too much. 
and it ends up like I spoiled myself on the story. I haven't beaten the game yet, but I just spoiled the story just because I was curious. And it just seems like it gets really ridiculous, and it doesn't really do anything. Set it, itself uh, apart. It's kind of like the Alien sequels, where like the more you expand on it, the more you ruin the mystique and like what makes it cool in the first place. You know, like Doom mm-hmm. Guy is cool because. You don't know a lot about him. He's just kind of a fucking god, you know? Yeah. It's like you don't need to know like what his childhood was like and But yeah, in Eternal, it's like here's how he became this god, and it totally just kinda kills your own immersion. And you no longer Uh... relate to him anymore. It's just like he's he's no longer an extension of you. He's his own character. Yeah. Kind of defeats the purpose in my opinion. I really like uh uh, Perfect Dark has a story, and I, I, I quite like. I mean, it's like silly and ridiculous. Yeah. But... If you want to do a story, yeah, you got to make like the the main character just strong and totally stand on their own. You know, like Joanna. And then it's funny, like Goldeneye, like sort of has a story. It's sort of like, I mean, you can read the little dossier, you know, but it's more I don't know like... anyone that read the fucking. I I did <laughs> pre mission. I sure I did. Didn't. Uh, and then it was sort of like if you've seen the movie, you'll you'll have more context, you know. You'll sort of understand. Yeah. Like, why is this guy screaming? I'm invincible. And it's like, oh, that's from the movie. Okay. I think I saw the movie. I also saw the movie like at the same time, you know. I've I've never I've still never seen Goldeneye. Oh really? Mm-mm. For 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 England, James. <laughs> for England, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's very '90s. There's a lot yeah. of schlock, 90s schlock in it. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan is like the most 90s Bond, which... Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he the is, Bond in the 90s. the 90s Bond. Yes. <laughs> but he, those movies, everything about him was just so like, oh my God, this is so 90s James Bond. And um, I think Die Another Day, you know, there was definitely kind of petering out at that one. Um, that was the one with North Korea, right? I don't just, remember. That was just I, very schlocky and silly. I just remember all of the Pierce Brosnan ones are bad, except Goldeneye. And there's one where he's like, there's like a drifting car chase through like an igloo hotel or something. It's like yeah, I think that's day. Die Another Day. Yeah, it's like a fucking Diddy Kong racing level. Like <laughs> what? It's like what the fuck is this? And then I think it's the same movie where he's like surfing and like fighting guys while he's surfing and there's like a giant cgi wave and it's just also he's on like a it's like a a sci-fi gadgety surfboard kind of thing you know like his car and it's like really stupid uh interesting i think that's the halle berry one yeah i think that was the last pierce brosnan one where they they just fucking blew up the franchise after that one they just like started over you know yeah i mean daniel royale (laughs) casino royale was like a, a really good um revival well not revival oh yeah it's sort of a reboot you know yeah uh getting off topic again but well a lot of those bond games have video games too but none of them none of them could live up to goldeneye no none of them were that great uh and goldeneye weirdly like the rights issue like Nintendo can't just re-release it. Like Microsoft can't just re-release it. Like people would kill for like a remaster or a remake of GoldenEye with modern controls, but they just they can't. Remember that remake that came out and it was completely different. 
Yeah, that was such a bait and switch, like such a fuck you to the fans. I think it even had like Daniel Craig in it instead of uh, Pierce yeah, Brosnan, I think so. right? It was just like, we want Goldeneye. What the fuck is this, man? But they, uh, the rights are all fucked up. But at least we have Perfect Dark on the 360. Yeah. At least we is got that. Is that actually a good one? Hell yeah, dude. It's fucking... Perfect Dark is better than Goldeneye. Perfect Dark is is an, is a way better than Goldeneye. I think it's a ten out of ten, and they think... they added modern controls to it, uh, and the graphics are great. You know, they all the textures are looking good. Yeah, they, it's, uh, it's, that game it's... seemed to peter out pretty quickly after it came out, though. No, no one was really. Well, going it came out late in the in the sixty four's lifespan. I mean, the yeah. 360... It, it... Oh, the three sixty version. Yeah, I mean, was wasn't that a sequel? No. Oh well, the sequel's terrible. That's yeah. that's. We're, we're talking about the remake that came out on Xbox Live Arcade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The, nobody liked the sequel. Uh, it killed the franchise. But they put out a remaster of the original on 360. But it was only on the arcade. Like it wasn't. It didn't have a physical release. Uh, but it's really good, and I, I think it's included in Rare Replay on the Xbox One. Uh, is it? I think so. I think you can play it on the Xbox. Yeah, I think it should be. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. And, that game, like, and and recently it came out that there was going to be a GoldenEye remake in the same vein as the Perfect Dark, uh, remaster that came out on Xbox Live, but uh, you know, licensing issues with Nintendo and shit, and it was pretty much like eighty percent, ninety percent done, but. It never got to see the light of day, but That's that was shame. Yeah. that was confirmed to be a thing. Yeah. Finally, I, I think the issue more is with with MGM or whatever with the James Bond IP. Oh yeah, that too. Um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Uh, Call of Duty, am I right? Indeed, Call of Duty's really good at setting up like big action set pieces. Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, Rob was saying he never got into Call of Duty, but I mean, I liked Call of Duty. I had a Call of Duty phase, and it's fun. I mean, I had a Halo I, phase. I still, th- I still think Halo's great. I, I do not like the set piece shit. I don't like. I, I never liked military shooters just because I hate everything military. You know. Uh, I just abhor the American military, and it's like I don't want to be reminded of it. It's I mean, like, I'd rather play Halo, man. You're it's like Starship stupid. Troopers, man. It, it reaches levels of parody, uh, <laughs> but it's just it's just, uh, those games are so gross. Just the stories, and I just Dude, never liked to, military shooters. You get to be a mass shooter in an airport. Oh, press F to pay respects. Or is that that's a different one? <laughs> that's yeah, a different the, one. No, the remember, controversial. No, no Russian. Yeah, that. I mean, that was that's actually cool. I think that's cool. Uh, I think controversy's stupid for that. Uh. What's up with like Christian moms for like hating on Doom, where it's a game where you literally kill demons? It's like, shouldn't they be stoked about this game? That's a good point. Like, because clearly they think violence is okay in context because they like Passion of the Christ, but it's like, what's wrong with Doom? You're killing demons. Like, it's like a positive Christian game, you know? I don't understand why they were upset about it. Like, Mortal Kombat, I get, but like, Doom? It's a silly game where you kill demons. 
Yeah, demons are very like objectively the bad guys. They're not yeah. portrayed positively. <laughs> yeah. It's not there's no like glorification of Satanism. Not at all. You you shoot them. What's up with that? We'll have to ask. Uh but you wouldn't have more modern stuff like like I was mentioning Crisis and Far Cry. Yeah. I those mean, are, is those... Crisis even fun? Like yeah, I dug it. it. At least the first one. Isn't it just oh look at the, look how good these graphics were in 2007. Well, it's a big island and you can kind of go around you know, it was like a big old sandbox. So you could kind of tackle the story and objectives and whatnot in whatever way you wanted by like approaching it a bunch of different ways. And that was the whole point of the suit was like you can be strong, you can be fast, you can be invisible. So you, it, it kind of like was a big old sandbox and then gave you a bunch of toys to play with to kind of solve um, objectives the way you wanted to. And then Far Cry obviously evolved uh, onto that in giving you a big sandbox and then having you kind of operate within it. Well, Far Cry is not even a shooter anymore. It's an open world game, you know. Yeah. The, would... fir the first two are, are like actually shooters, yeah. I mean, I would even say that three and three and four, and I mean, the the primary point of them is going around shooting. Uh, they no, give the, you a sandbox, but the primary point is to like make markers on the map go away. That's like the primary gameplay loop of these games. It's just, oh, there's this annoying marker on this map. Let me do a task so that it goes away. What riveting game? That is a lot of the EA. EA. That's stuff. Ubi Ubisoft. Oh, Ubisoft yeah. is the worst about it. Uh, I've I've never yeah I've never enjoyed a single Ubisoft game. Rayman, I don't think I played. Well, one. I like Rayman in theory. I've just never really played them. Uh, well, wait, is Rainbow it. Rainbow Six? I like the first Rainbow Six. That's Ubi uh, Ubisoft has just gotten really bad recently. I would say they started off okay. I feel like they're they're like the worst in terms of all the worst game practices. Ubisoft are like on the forefront of that, you know. Yeah, they became the thing. That... Oh, the first Rainbow Six was not Ubisoft, actually. Okay, but e like people give EA shit, but I at least like some EA games. I like uh, uh, Star Wars Jedi and uh, Titanfall, published by EA. I think yeah, so, exactly. right? Yeah, I like Titanfall. They fucked up my Sim City. They fuck up everything. They fucked up Mass Effect. They fucked up uh, uh, Star Wars for a long time. Uh, they fucked up Star Wars before Disney did. I can't believe people were excited when like Ubisoft got the rights to Star Wars. It's like that's just like going from one abusive boyfriend to another. You know, it's not like, oh boy, now Ubisoft gets to make Star Wars games. I can't wait. <laughs> Bring back thirteen thirteen. Uh the, the fourteen thirteen project or whatever that's so controversial right now. I want a new pod racer game. Yeah. The original's so much fun. Uh there should have been more pod racing in the sequels. They should have had to like pod race Admiral Hux. I wish. And, like pink, no, slip, the, pink the, slips the, of the Death Star. The General Grievous fight should have been a pod race battle. They should have been like trying to hit each other on 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 pods. And Grievous has the advantage because he's got so many arms. General Grievance. 
Yeah, like, why does he have a Sith ass name, but he's not a Sith? Also, he's like sick, but he's like a robot, and they oh. never ex- explain why he's sick. You have to like read the books, you know, to get that backstory. And it's like, why is he sick? Like, why it doesn't impact the story at all? Why make him like cough and shit? Because it's cool. Why is it cool that he coughs? It's because weird. it's like, why is this ro- like android <laughs> cyborg dude coughing? It's cool. It's memorable. But they're introducing a concept that never pays off or gets elaborated on. That's just bad storytelling. It's just, it's just cool. <laughs> Why does it no. need to expand into anything? Because it's like Chekhov's gun. You can't like introduce something and then never do anything with it. You know? It's not like he gets sick and then... But they shoot him in the chest and his lungs explode right and he dies. That would happen whether he was coughing or not, you know? Yeah. Well, it's like his cigarette lungs, like, were the fuse. <laughs> I don't know. He's just smoking pure magnesium. I like General Grievous. General Kenobi. I that's my least favorite part of my least favorite movie, probably. And he like he has to like ride on one of those animal things to like Bring chase him or whatever. Thing. Yeah. Oh God! It goes maybe on for like like a tiger, right? I I don't remember, man. I I try to block that out. Those movies are like traumatic for me. <laughs> I love the prequels; they're great. Oh man, God! You're you're the zoomer here with the prequels. I'm I'm a very hard anti prequel boomer. Okay, but Mister Empire Strikes Back is the best film. It is, man. That's like the godfather of fantasy movies, you know? Oh I heard God. they made uh, Jar Jar canonically fuck. He's a senator, <laughs> man. Remember the Jar Jar filibuster when he's like on the Did Senate we ever floor? see female Gungans? <laughs> Gungans? I don't remember. <laughs> remember in the behind the scenes how he refers to them as Gungans and Gungans? <laughs> he can't even get so, his own. It's regional. Regional thing, <laughs> regional variations. Yeah, they have dialects. I mean, they would probably. I guess, yeah. Google it. Uh, are there are there any Star Wars first person shooters? Yeah, dude. Dark Forces. Dark Forces. I never played that. Does Jar Jar Binks fuck? Probably. He's a senator. They probably have those weird like duck spiral penises. The Gungans. Dark Forces a uh, a boomer shooter? Yeah. It it's uh Oh. Yeah, it's a boomer shooter. A resolution Jar Jar Binks sex. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a lot of this up? results that you don't want to see. Uh, it's on Reddit. Yeah. It was Dark Forces and then Jedi Knight and then Jedi Outcast and uh Jedi Academy were like Sequel spinoffs. Yeah. I always wanted to play those games, but I never did. I started Jedi Academy. It was really fun. I got really into the um, Kyle Katarn lore, <laughs> even though I never played those games. Mm-hmm. Um, what if there was Coomer shooters and they were like porn? Well, do you know about H Doom? No. Or are you. Uh... Instead of like glory killing the zombies, you fuck them. Oh, well, <laughs> is that a coomer shooter? Yeah, I think that would qual- qualify as a coomer shooter. 
I guess any game can be a Coomer shooter with mods, right? I'm not finding anything about Jar Jar canonically fucking. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 if, I you, if you have some information, be sure to send it on into the podcast. I'm sure you've seen the Lady Dimitricus nude mods already. Dimitrescu, yeah. Make sure to add Daniel J. Heiser on Facebook and message him with any questions or concerns. Yeah, send send Daniel J. Heiser uh, Jar Jar Banks information about his sexual activity, anything like that in the deep lore. Let's just cut out the middleman and just directly report me to the FBI. He loves getting friend requests from random people. He's trying to get his friend... uh, number as high as possible so i'm trying to get ten thousand friends and then i'm going to sell were you on were you ever on anyone's top eight on myspace hell yeah do you remember how stressful that was like who you wanted to put yeah like number one i don't i don't think i maybe i missed because you could also do top four or you could make it top 16 well, they added more later. Originally, hey, did, it, was just, it was just eight. Why did your did, your mom sent me a friend request, Daniel? I don't know, man. <laughs> your mom messages me every every like six months, like something random. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Cause she's like what? Like she likes you... being friendly with uh, Daniel's friends and family, and I don't know. <laughs> We're so part you... of the family. You're DMing Daniel's mom. I see. Jesus, she no. slid in your DMs. No. Uh, did you <laughs> see that uh, Griffin from the improv team? His face was on the front page of Kotaku today. No. What? Because uh, there's an article. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake is giving Asian American voice actors a big spotlight, and he's one of the oh, shit. actors on the, the thumbnail. Dude, he's like, his career is fucking going off right now. And didn't he get engaged? Uh, they just got married. Damn, that guy's fucking got something going on in his life. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Well. Not me, though. He doesn't have the number one uh, millennial podcast on the internet. <laughs> he's not dating a cougar now, is he? <laughs> well, maybe we can, maybe we can get him on the podcast soon. We uh, could have had him for subs versus dubs. He'd be an expert. That would have been a good one. Yeah, that would have been good if we had the foresight. We should try to get uh, Shoe Nice on the podcast. He seems like the kind of guy who would do that. Shoe Nice. You don't remember Shoe Nice? No. Shoe Nice again. He's like the guy. He would do like alcohol challenges where he would drink like he would chug like a like a one point seven five liter of Jack Daniels. And then he had sort of like a mental breakdown on YouTube. And is he still uh, alive? That doesn't yeah. sound like someone who's still alive. He has <laughs> like he must just have the god of the like liver of the gods or something. He even yeah. did a uh, he did a a rubbing alcohol chug, uh, and like theoretically that should kill you. He said he went blind for a week. Yeah, I was but he gonna, didn't die. Make you blind? Yeah, it can make you permanently blind. It can kill you even. And he, but he did it, man. Why? For the views. For the nookie. He has a problem. Couldn't you just put some Powerade in a thing and say it's 
Windex. Well, he uses he uses sealed bottles. He shows, you know, he cracks the seal. Yeah, no one's gonna believe it if you got if you've got cuts and or if it's already been tampered with. But you're not supposed it. to drink rubbing alcohol. Well, they we did that. We did that wine review video. You drank the whole wine, and that was real. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say the that healthy behavior that's, though. That's the best uh, gross house video. Yeah, everybody check out Gross House yeah. Wine <laughs> Review on YouTube. Cross promote Gross House, a dead channel. <laughs> what the hell? It like doesn't even come up if you type it in. It was Douglas Hill. Look up. Oh, Douglas, Douglas Hill, Hill wine Review, 2013 White Zinfandel Wine Review. Good times. That was a good one. Yeah, we, we should have done more of those. Now my body is falling apart. <laughs> I know. I can't. I like. I can't even remember the last time I had more than two beers. It's just like, damn, I am become boomer. I guess we should wrap it up. Well, it's uh, I... twelve a.m. over here. Yeah, <laughs> on the West Coast. We're I just recording wanted late. to shout out. I just want to shout out. Um, there's a bunch of other modern shooters I didn't mention at all, like the Stalker series which is not Call of Duty whatsoever, but you would still have to call that a modern a modern shooter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then there's the Metro series, which I really dig as well. Talked about Metroid a little bit. No, Metro. Oh. Metro 2033. Metro, yeah, Metro. And, you know, so there's a bunch of other varieties of more modern shooters that aren't quite going down the uh, Call of Duty bro code. Yeah. Escape from Tarkov, I haven't played it, but it seems pretty cool. The Hunt Showdown seems, you know, I don't know if you'd want to consider that maybe like a horror game or whatever. Um, but being able to do something like that is going to require you to have like just like you can't have a modern game where you're just like bunny hopping around at 50 miles an hour. Like yeah. You can't fit that at all into like any sort of reasonable context for most shooters or m most games in general. Uh, I really enjoyed Titanfall 2. That's a good one. Uh, I'm looking uh, on my Steam, and I just I don't have a lot of like pure modern. I can't shooters. remember the last uh, like the last modern shooter besides something like Doom. Yeah, After Doom 2016. I, we completely. I mean, did, we didn't bring up TF2. I had a bit. I was big into TF2 at the time. When it was, at I the think top. TF2 is more along the lines of a boomer shooter. So yeah, I I would say so. That too. ball was in your court. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I also played a lot of CS:GO. I th know. I do think TF2 though is like a a very, I mean, it's not super contemporary now because it's kind of fallen out of fashion, you know, it, for a couple of years. God, that must be. When did that come out? Was it like 2008? 2007? 2007 or eight? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's been more than a decade. Um, yeah. But I think that is a very kind of like modern take on the boomer shooter sort of thing. I think Overwatch yeah. also falls into that category just because uh, there's so many different characters and they're all going to have different movements and moves and whatnot. But it still very much feels like it's a movement based shooter in an arena sort of thing. But they're they're making it a team thing, because I think the uh, if you try to play free for all in like Quake, you're just gonna get fucked by everyone else. And like, 
Yeah. So having a team, I think, is really big in, in having some players be able to stick around because um, they at least have someone good on their team, hopefully, to kind of help them out a bit. How could I forget about the sleeper hit that we all found last year, Gunfire Reborn? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to bring that up. That game is great. It's a roguelike. If you if you never played it, you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's a FPS roguelike. It's kind of similar to Doom, like you're going from arena to arena. There's and lots of guns to discover. Uh, creative art style. It's cartoony, but yeah, it's really fun. I mean, I it, played it a lot of that very last year. Much like a boomer shooter, but yeah. you've got the nice roguelike elements of being yeah, able modern to stuff. stuff and and having a little bit of and there's a lot of numbers to get your endorphins running. It's like a Borderlands mixed yeah. with Doom. I tried to play Borderlands two with some friends uh, last year, and it just it felt it didn't age well. I don't think. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. The humor never did it for me, and I feel oh, yeah, like it same. only gets worse over time. Yeah, yeah. at least the older at the time, you get. not everybody was doing that kind of edgy attitude thing. So the it might have been kind thing. of new. Yeah, it might have been kind of fresh, but now it's just like, welcome to Borderlands. Aren't we so wacky? And uh, dude, I think there's only so many games you can try to force that. Uh, Anthony Birch, as sad as as sad as your life may be, as long, at least you're not Anthony Birch. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's the writer for Borderlands. Oh, the main writer. What did something bad happen to him? He's just uh, clearly his sense of humor is shit. <laughs> And he's just a, like an annoying person, I think. Yeah, I could see that based on Claptrap. Oh, I, I remember hearing about that, yeah. Oh, I want I want to shout out Half-Life 2. Of course. That's my my favorite shooter overall, I would I say. I just want to say Doom, there's nothing better than cracking open a Monster Zero and playing some <laughs> Doom wads. White Monster. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you for listening. I think there's one here. It's funny because he wrote all that stuff on guitar, but like they couldn't like record guitar, you know, it had to be like MIDI. It's just so funny that it's like it still sounds badass, but like it's still hard because they just plagiarized cool metal from the 80s and 90s <laughs> yeah but the, the soundtracks for the new games i really like too even though i'm not huge on a lot of modern metal i, I feel like it really fits oh. doom oh yeah the, like love, sort of gent, love, gent style yeah, or whatever i love the mick gordon soundtracks he's awesome he also did music for killer instinct which is really oh, good yeah. too dude fucking rip and tear until it is done fucking love doom Okay, who wins? Well, we don't have a judge for this episode. Uh, I feel like boomer shooters, like, just by that definition alone versus modern shooters, but modern shooters are going to continue to, like, evolve over time and, like, spawn new genres of shooter and whatnot. Boomer shooters is a very specific thing, and I guess... They kind of have a resurgence with with like Doom 2016, but 
I still see it as like a very stale kind of genre in a lot of ways. Um, and well, I don't see good. a lot of people other than id trying to bring back these franchises successfully. There, there's a boomer shooter revival right now. There's a yeah. bunch of indie games there's in the Dusk, style. A medieval. Um, what else? There's a there's a yeah a bunch of newer uh, boomer shooter style games that have come out in the re- last couple of years. I don't really care that modern shooters are obviously still releasing stuff because I don't like most of them. So I don't really care. I don't care that something's current or not, you know. But how many like it's how like many shooters are you going to be engaging with in general? I'd like Who to cares? find one or two that like give me something to grip into in terms of being able to Yeah, Doom. You can play yeah. Doom over and My, over again. The point is that Doom But playing is never it never gets old because the the cool. modding community and all the millions and billions of wads like it's just a never-ending game. Doom does have a, like a near limitless amount of content. I, I have a way to decide. Way. I have a way to decide who wins. Ask the cat. So, so we don't have a judge, uh, but there's Judge Dread, and I looked up if there have been Judge Dread video games, and if there's a Judge Dread boomer shooter, then that wins. If there's a Judge Dread modern shooter, then that wins. I... It looks like the only. <laughs> The only J- Judge Dread games are Judge Dread '95 on the Super NES, which is like a 2D side scroller, so that doesn't count. But there was a 2004 game called Judge Dread, Dread versus Death. Oh, 2003 actually, and that is definitely a boomer shooter. I so boomer shooters win. Don't know about any of this. Why Judge Dread? Because he's a judge. That's the joke. He does, it's on Steam, apparently. What the fuck? Okay, well, let's check it out. It has a very positive review. It got bad reviews at the time, but apparently it's not bad. But it's definitely a boomer shooter. Boomer shooters win. <laughs> go go play Doom. On your, death. Play Doom on your smart fridge. So, but you're just saying because <laughs> this game came out in 2003, that's pretty much it. So it's a boomer shooter. I, I looked up pictures of it. It was a console shooter in 2003, which means it's a fucking boomer shooter. Apparently, it's similar to Time Splitters, so mm. it's definitely a boomer shooter. It's walking a very fine line. It's on GOG too for six dollars. What is it called? Judge Dread, Dread versus Death. Welcome to Mega City One, a city of over 400 million people every one of them a potential criminal. It is the third decade of the 22nd century. Unemployment is widespread. Boredom is universal. And <laughs> only the judges can prevent total anarchy. Empowered to dispense <laughs> instant justice. They are judges, jury, and dot, dot, dot. I don't know I just... if they meant to end it on an ellipses <laughs> or if, like, this section, like, they they had, like, one word too many, and so executioner doesn't fit. That that description sounds like what, like, Republicans think America is, you know? Yeah, oh, everyone is a potential criminal. <laughs> Unemployment is widespread and yeah. universal. No one will pay more than seven fifty an hour, and that's their fault. Hey, O'Shock. I mean, is that a modern shooter or is that like, are you going to call that like an adventure game? Which game? Bioshock. Oh, we were talking about Bioshock earlier where it's like, how do you classify Bioshock? Because it's 
it's more in the immersive sim because it's it's yeah. a spiritual successor to System Shock too. That's kind of its own thing, you know. But Bioshock yeah. is like barely an immersive sim. It doesn't have a lot of the classic tenets. Like there's not a lot of like freedom to the gameplay. It's very linear and basic. Uh, I don't know, but the, you can't aim down sights, but you also can't really like move around. Yeah. Very quickly. It's it's sort of like a hybrid. It's like a boomer shooter, immersive sim, modern shooter, like rolled into one. What about Geist? Geist? Geist. What is that? You don't know about Geist? Geist, tell me about Geist. <laughs> it's yeah. that weird ghost first person shooter. Oh, I yeah, I remember. Oh, could, oh like, that game. A rocket launcher. Yeah. It was the only M rated oh, M rated game that was made in house, I think. Well, what about Killer Seven? No, but like made by Nintendo. Like Nintendo developed it. It was a, It was made by N Space. And Nintendo. It's second party, I guess. Yeah. That game was a disaster. Game Informer listed the game among the worst horror games of all time. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Uh, how come there's never been? A, or I think maybe there has been a Starship Troopers shooter, but certainly not recently. You think with everyone loving Call of Duty, like Starship Troopers would be perfect for that, like next level of parody and for like big, crazy set piece battles, right? Kind of, kind of in the vein of Titanfall, I suppose. I mean, Starship Troopers is kind of a cult kind of thing. It's not like a very mainstream IP. But yeah, there's definitely potential there for a game that would be cool. I don't know who, who's going to finance that. Especially when you have to pay rights up front, you know. It's going to be more expensive than... Is Verhoeven still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Oh, maybe we could get him on board. I, I doubt he owns the rights to it. Creators don't own the rights to the creations in the film industry. Oh, he has a movie coming out, actually. He's still at it. What's he doing? All right, I want to go to bed. Okay. Oh, now you want to go to bed. Well, we've been, this one went long. We were like, oh, we'll do a short one. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about. I know, yeah. but it's been an hour and a half. Well, we'll do All a right. part two. <laughs> 90 minutes is a good, good length. Yeah. I feel like we've exhausted our ideas for the day. Thanks for well, listening, everybody. Love you. Thank join you. all this join all the social media things so yeah we'll, we'll go post. To, at, you at have three, to list them somewhere at, yeah you can't just say hey go find our social media i'll list them in the d description of no that here go to go add us on twitter our at is three at three boomer cast yeah we should change follow that follow us on Twitter. yeah we should change that but why but we're promoting it now so if we change it next week it's going to be a different there's a there's a Discord link in the show description. There's a Facebook. Uh, do we have an email? Yeah. What's Thirty year old boomercast at gmail dot com. Yeah, email us questions and uh, show ideas at thirty year old boomercast at gmail dot com. We should do this Fo plug at the beginning of the next episode <laughs> instead of that. Follow end. us on Twitter at three boomercast. Yeah, thank you if you're still listening at this point. Yeah, thank you. There's probably one one guy. Yeah. If you're the one guy that's still listening and giving us a view every week, uh, email us and you're going to be a guest. Yeah. Hell yeah. We want you on. 
Okay, so, uh, but that's that's the show this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Give us a like. Give us we a found, comment. We did it in front of a live studio audience. They're very shy, though. They didn't make a lot of noise. I don't know if it'll pick up on the mic, but we did do this in front of a live studio audience. Yeah, we made sure um, no one was vaccinated. Yeah. We're we're actually all, on the... Yeah. On the Herman Cain route. We're on the set of uh, the Conan O'Brien set. He let us borrow it <laughs> for this recording. Yeah, it's uh, like when Kramer apologized for saying the N-word and he went on uh, Letterman to do it. Yeah. Great. And, then, and, and Seinfeld was there and he was like, people were laughing and he was like, stop laughing. It's not funny. I don't want people to laugh what I'm making the podcast is what I'm trying to say. So that's why you didn't hear anybody. Yeah, they I hope laugh. nobody laughs when they listen to our podcast because it's, it's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, it's, if you're laughing... Like I'm just disappointed. Yeah, we're trying to win an Oscar here. Yeah, we're, we're trying, trying to win to... a. What what are they called? The the potties or whatever. The, the Webby. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there a podcast awards? The potty. <laughs> I, I think the potty would be a really bad name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I want a potty. But it's memorable. Apparently, it's just called podcast awards. People's That's choice. That's lame, though. Yeah, it should be potty. Yeah, yeah. I want to get a potty. That's my goal with the podcast. What about I, you? Could do something with uh, two thousand one, like Pod Bay Doors, right? No, that stop. Sure. Podcast. Um. Wait. Who, who won the last potty? In the what category are we even in? What would, what would we be in? Ultimate human games and uh, hobbies. Come town swept the last. The last one, it won in every category. Did it really? We yeah. had the Come Town Killers. <laughs> I don't think they would even uh, give a podcast called Come Town. No, Come Town. It, it won for best LGBTQ podcasts. Uh, because, what? Because because they're all gay, right? Oh, come on! It's a show about being gay with your dad, right? Uh, tune in. Tune in. Uh, Daniel is going to be a guest on Come Town next week. Look for that. Um, yeah, we're talking shop. Okay, the, the I think the who won in the games and cat games and hobbies category was two nerds in a pod, a video game podcast. So I think we can definitely beat those. We got we, three yeah. nerds. Pod. We yeah, got we got we've, we've already got one up on them. But this is a so. comedy podcast. Okay, well, comedy drop bear and panda save the world. Oh, podcast of destiny it looks like you can win in more than one category so we would be comedy uh people's choice that'd uh, be a sweep be- dude best produced yeah religion. educational games and hobbies religion general, and spirituality uh, LG- lgbt mature i'll suck a dick if it gets uh, us in the lgbt category like well you don't have to all right uh well maybe uh, he wants to that's the show everybody bye-bye Famous.